0: Hello, and welcome to Speaking Frankly. I'm your host, Janae Frank. This podcast is all about love, life, pain, and everything in between. Real talk for real people from a writer and life coach's perspective. It's done through storytelling, interviews, and plain old straight talk. Before we get into this episode, I just wanna say that I am celebrating today, February 5th, 2024, three years being on the airways for Speaking Frankly podcast. So to all of you out there who have been with me since day one, I appreciate you. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you have three seasons of interesting episodes about love, life, pain, and everything in between. On my last episode last month, it's called The Pivot Year. I let my listeners know that I was going to pivot in a new direction. This has been a phenomenal time doing this podcast. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about my guests who have come on. And it's just been very cathartic to be able to have a platform to speak, a platform to educate, entertain, enlighten, and inform. And I hope that I have done that. But like all good things, all good things come to an end, and I plan to pivot, focus on my writing, focus on other things within the Speaking Frankly brand. For those of you who don't know the Speaking Frankly brand, I have a blog called Speaking Frankly, and you can find it on my website, www.janaefrank.com, where I write about love, life, pain, and everything in between, and that's my first love. That is my true love, is to write. My second love is I have a coaching business called Speaking Frankly Coaching Service, where I am a certified life coach and I help people with career. I help them with their relationships. I help them with family issues if they need to get organized. Whatever life issues they have going on, that is what I am there to assist them to do. And I absolutely love it. So, In this, the last piece of creativity of what I'm trying to get out is I have been writing a book and I have been researching for years and asking people about relationships. And I'm going to put it out there in 2024. So you heard it here first. That is my plan. So I'm going to be pivoting, but on my last episode, I wanted to talk about something that affects all of us and not necessarily marriage because all of us are not married. All of us don't aspire to be married, but most people want to fall in love. Most people want to find someone to share the rest of their lives with. However that looks in a partnership, girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, whatever it is, that is usually people's highest goal in life is to find someone to share it with. So I'm going to get into why did I get married and break some things down right now. So let's get into it. This week's episode is titled, Why Did I Get Married? Part 2. So if any of you are regular listeners to Speaking Frankly podcast, you would know that last fall, I did an episode called Why Did I Get Married? And it was based on the movie Why Did I Get Married, the Tyler Perry movie. So part two delves into the four couples who reunite for their annual vacation in order to socialize and spend time analyzing their marriages. Their intimate week in the Bahamas is disrupted by the arrival of an ex-husband determined to win back his recently remarried ex-wife. So if you saw that movie, it was full of drama, full of comedy, full of craziness. And it really shows how people put on facades in their marriages and how they try to make it seem like everything's perfect. But in life, if you are married any appreciable amount of time, you are going to have struggles. You're going to have strife you are going to have issues. And the question is, how do you work these issues out? In the first episode last year, I talked about with Dr. Frida, my friend. Dr. Frida, shout out to you. Why do people get married? What are the reasons? And we talked about relationships and the problems and that kind of thing. Today, I'm going to focus on reasons why people might not want to get married. Reasons why people are choosing to do alternative things. So sit back, relax, and we're going to get into it now. So the question is, why did I get married? I can speak for myself personally and say that for me, marriage is something that I always aspired to. But you know what? As I look back 26 and a half years later, I often wonder, was it because it was just a societal norm? Was it because that's what I saw growing up? You have to take those things into consideration when you're trying to figure out, am I just doing what I thought I should do? Or is that something I really wanted to do? Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, 26 and a half years in, obviously, that's something I wanted to do or I would no longer be married. But would I recommend getting young, getting married as young as I did? I have to be honest and speak frankly, and I'm sure my husband would say the same thing, that no, I do not recommend getting married in your early 20s. I just don't. I think that you don't fully know who you are. In fact, studies show that your brain is not fully formed until you are 25 years old. So for example, you can't even run a car until you're 25 years old. So you, it stands to reason, should you be making a lifelong commitment at such a young age? That being said, what is the perfect time to get married? I don't know. I think it depends on the person. But we're not going to talk about why people get married, because that was episode one of Why Did I Get Married? This is episode two, Why Did I Get Married? Two We're going to talk about why people are choosing not to get married, why people are trying to find alternatives, and what are those reasons. So I looked up on DK therapy, and one of the number one reasons, particularly in the generation of millennials, why people are not getting married anymore is number one, independence. They say many people who choose to remain single do so because they value their independence. Someone who is single can choose to take or leave a job, travel across the globe, adopt a pet, or make any number of other significant life decisions without consulting anyone else or worrying about how their decision will affect a partner. Okay, let me let you in on a little secret. Don't tell my husband, but I got to tell you, in marriage, as many of you know, the number one thing is, besides commitment, is compromise. And when you are independent, that is something you don't have to do. That has been a very challenging thing for myself, you know, because you get to a point where you compromise in so many other aspects of your life that, for me personally, I ain't going to lie to you. At 49 years old, I don't want to compromise with anybody about anything anymore. So that is one of the reasons that people are choosing not to get married. And I think it's a very valid reason. (laughs) Although you do have to compromise in any relationship. As a certified life coach, I must stress to you that compromise is key in a healthy relationship. But we're human beings, people. Everybody don't want to do it all the time. Okay, number two, self-improvement. So they're saying that millennials often wait until they feel like they are capable of being a good partner before they seek out a relationship. Whether this means being in good physical shape, having a solid career position, or even a strong mental state, millennials focus on self-improvement before finding love. And also they are dubbed the therapy generation by Wall Street Journal. Millennials are more likely to seek mental health treatment than any other age group. As a result, there are many more millennials who are aware of thought patterns, habits, behaviors, negative behaviors that they need to address before getting into a relationship with someone. I think that is absolutely fabulous go to a therapist, come to somebody like me, a life coach, you know, talk to other people. I love that people are realizing that they have childhood traumas. They have patterns, behaviors that they need to break that are no longer serving them. I love that people are seeing toxic behaviors within themselves and trying to solve those things before you get into a lifelong commitment with somebody. Because, you know, you can't go looking for somebody else to fix you. You can't go looking for somebody else to make you happy because it simply ain't going to work, people. So another value. To give you a little bit of a funny story about self-improvement. So anybody who is planning to get married should have some type of pre-counseling, pre Canaan. That's what they call it in the Catholic Church. My husband and I were both raised Catholic, so We go to a priest, you know, before we get married, and, you know, we take all these tests, we talk to him, and it's so funny. Shout out to you, Father Ken, or not actually, not a shout out to you, Father Ken. If you are out there, let me just tell you, me and my husband are still married. So, what you got to say about that? Because guess what, y'all? Father Ken told us that we weren't going to make it. He said that we weren't going to last. And he also said that. (laughs) We should not have gotten married, which is absolutely kind of a gag, really. You know, that that can actually happen when you start taking these tests, you start talking about things, you start talking about hard topics, how you were raised, what your expectations are. You can actually, in fact, maybe decide that it's not the right time to get married. But if I can find him out there, I would say in your face Father Ken, we have been married 26 and a half years. So what you got to say about that? But I say all that to say this. Pre-counseling is absolutely necessary. And it talks kind of, it ties into what they're saying millennials do with therapy and counseling and self-improvement and making sure that you are good. Because let me tell you, everybody is bringing into a marriage or into a relationship, right? Their own expectations, how they grew up, their childhood traumas, their fears, their insecurities. They're bringing all of that in. So if somebody is broken, let me tell you, getting together with another person is not going to fix you. In fact, it's only going to be a mirror of um, what those insecurities are. So self-improvement is a wonderful thing. Okay, that's my little story. So moving on to number three, it says Educational and career goals is one of the reasons why people are choosing not to get married. It says in the Tinder survey, 45% of respondents say they wanted to stay single so that they could focus on their careers. And 41% chose to stay single to prioritize obtaining a degree or otherwise furthering their education millennials with ambitious educational and career goals are far more likely to wait until they've achieved those goals before diving into a serious relationship that could sidetrack their progress. I again, I have to tell you, had I gone to law school like that was my original plan, I probably wouldn't have gotten married, right? Or if I had pursued an advanced degree, like a master's degree or something like that, med school, whatever the case may be, that probably would have curtailed things for me. So, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't believe that if you're trying to, you know, get your four-year degree, that you should hurry up and get married and then be trying to get a degree. I just... I don't think that's a good thing. I'm actually sounding right now like I am not pro-marriage, but people just hold on. Okay, hold on. And then number four, high expectations is the reason people are holding off. It says with over 1,000 online dating sites and apps available, people have more options for finding a partner than ever before. Couple that with increased freedom and financial independence And it makes sense why millennials remain single longer. They can afford to take their time and they have high expectations. Okay. Long gone are the days where individuals would need a partner before getting an approved loan, which y'all, that was actually a thing like women could not get credit cards up until I don't know was it the late 60s or the 70s like that's crazy buying a home or even having a baby long gone are the days when people would run out of potential romantic prospects after the age of 30 so you know if you're living on a farm in Iowa somewhere You know, back in the days, you know, people just didn't have a whole lot of options. So, you know, families were kind of looking at, oh, Jim Bob, you know, across the down a mile away, you know, has a a daughter. We have a son. Let's let's hook them up. You know, there was just less options. And with social media today, people have so many choices. And I think it's hard to narrow it down. Another question that they pose out here Is not getting married a trend? Is this something that is starting to trend? Whereas when I was a 20 something year old, you know, not that far removed from college, you know, I had probably more people around me interested in getting married and even guys talking about getting married. And at least that might not have been an immediate goal for them. But, you know, my husband and I, at the time we dated all through college, we spoke about marriage and we spoke about having a family and building a life together. But our guys still talking about those things? So my son and I, he'll die that I'm actually speaking about him right now. But he is an incredible writer, a deep thinker, very philosophical, and he has these Fascinating ideas about relationships and also about marriage. They are not always the most positive, (laughs) but they are practical and they are real. Nonetheless, I've tried to get him to come on this podcast, but he says that people ain't ready for what he has to say. But it's interesting, him at 26 years old, he's beginning to see his best friends and good friends in his life that he's known since middle school and high school, they're starting to get married. And for him, he just can't see that as a possibility right now in his life because he sees that there are so many reasons why it is not beneficial for men to get married. So my question to you all out there, I'm going to have a poll question on my Instagram Um, it's at Janae D Frank. So answer that poll question for me. And, and I want to see what your thoughts are. I really, really do because, you know, are people moving away from that? Is it just females that want to get married anymore? I remember shortly after graduating college, I was working. Um, I was working a crazy job. I'm not even going to get into that story, but I was working like 12 hour days, six days a week. Like I was working myself to the bone. Um, but on the weekends, when I had a little bit of free time and wasn't going out with friends or whatever, I used to love to watch a wedding story on TLC. I absolutely adored that show, and. You know, again, is it just that women are socialized from young girls that, you know, we want to get married and we want to have that beautiful day? Or is it that we just want to have that beautiful day and not really get married? I don't know. That's a fair and legit question, I think. Um, I've seen many people in my life, I'm not going to say any names, who I believe did not, in fact, want to get married. They just wanted to have a big party, y'all. They wanted to have a beautiful dress. They wanted to stunt on Instagram. They wanted to do, you know, all of those wonderful, fun things. But guess what? That's just a day. And then you got to look at this person the rest of your life and wasn't really worth it. You know, so I'm just posing these questions out here to you all today to really figure out, do people just want to get married? Or is it just kind of one of these things that is just a fairy tale for women and for men, it could be something else. So I say all that to say this, recently I was watching, binge watching um, the latest season of Love is Blind on Netflix and I was cringing. It is so cringe worthy, but it is awesome and dramatic and foolish at the same time. You know, for anyone who's never seen that show, it is a bunch of, you know, people, women and men who get in these pods together and you don't see what that person looks like. And I guess you spend a good week or two in these pods going on dates, but you never know what their race is, their background. Um, You know, you're asking them all these questions, but you don't know what they look like and they want to see is love truly blind. So then after a week or two, then these guys get down on a knee, sight unseen, ask these girls to marry them. They finally get together. They get to see what each other looks like. They kind of have like a honeymoon for a week and they, you know, they go off and have a honeymoon and spend time together. Then after that, there is an experiment where they move in together and they're living together. And that's when things really get real. Then after the end of the month, I think it is, they have to go to the altar and, you know, go through a whole wedding and then at the end determine if they really want to get married to that person. So at the end, you know, when the minister is asking them, hey, do you want to get married? You know, nine times out of ten one of the people says no and it is the most cringeworthy thing you could ever watch that my second hand embarrassment is off the charts but I absolutely love it nonetheless and then somebody's heart is broken but on this latest episode only one couple made it and it's so crazy because the couple that made it the guy was only 24 years old his name is Milton he's an adorable. Nerd, and then he marries this 30 year old woman, um, who is a hot freaking mess as far as I'm concerned. I was yelling through the TV, Milton, run for your life, leave while you still have time. But you know, he didn't listen. Then they do the whole reunion show, I guess a year and a half later, they were still married. So it stands to reason to me, do some people at 24 years old, you know, he didn't have to get married to her. She wasn't pregnant. It wasn't a situation where it was a shotgun wedding. Why did Milton, who is 24 years old, he was an engineer, making six figures, you know, comes from a really nice family. Why is he wanting to get married? Is it because he's a nerd and he's not getting any action? So, you know, I got to buy the cow in order to have regular sex because let me tell you that is one of the reasons that I didn't get into that a lot of men back in the days wanted to get married because that was the only reason or way that they were going to have regular sexual relations I know I sound like an old lady saying that but that is the truth these days that's not so much the case maybe it is for nerdy guys I mean I don't know and so he thought you know what marriage is going to solve that problem I am always going to know that I'm going to have sex. And not necessarily, I mean, because there's a whole lot of married people out there that are not guaranteed sex simply because you're married, but it makes me wonder, is that one of the reasons? So, okay, I got completely off track, but my point in this episode is to let people know That there's a whole lot of good reasons to get married and there are a whole lot of bad reasons to get married. And at, at the end of the day, what people need to ask themselves is, is it something that I truly want to do? Is it something that I just want to do simply because I'm lonely? Now, don't get me wrong. Lonely is a real thing, you know, and I can see anybody in the world wanting to find their person. But if there are things within yourself that are broken and damaged, no person in the world is going to fix that. And no marriage is going to fix that. Like I said, it's only going to exacerbate things in the end. Okay. Additionally, you have to ask yourself, you know, am I getting married because I feel pressured? You know, I know for women that after a certain age, People are so intrusive with their questions. Well, when are you going to get married? Do you want to have kids? How many kids do you want to have? Like people are so rude and so ignorant where males don't have that. They kind of have the, Oh man, you're a bachelor. Oh, it must be good. So the ways that females and males think about marriage is completely, completely different. Um, There was another thing that I read that I found absolutely fascinating. It says this, a whopping quarter of American 40-year-olds have never been married. It's at an all-time high, according to a recent Pew Research Center report. It's not as if the unwed are cohabitating instead. A mere 22% are living with a romantic partner, according to the Center's analysis of 20%. 22 Census Bureau data released last week. So that's also an interesting thing. You just have to wonder, is it because of social media and people just have all these dating apps and all this accessibility at their fingertips that it's harder for ladies now to find someone because males are really out there on the loose acting a whole damn fool. So why are people avoiding marriage? Additionally, researchers say that they have identified several reasons why more and more women are choosing not to get married, including infidelity, increasing career opportunities, and independence like we were talking about earlier, and finding more security living with their parents and siblings. I know that right now with inflation the way it is, the cost of living, the cost of homes. So many young people, particularly right out of college, are choosing to live with their parents, their grandparents. I all I am all for that. I think that is a fabulous idea. In fact, my husband and I, for like 18 months while he was in a training program, when we moved, stayed with my parents for 18 months, saved money. We were in our 20s. So in our late 20s, we were able to buy a home and have a nice savings. So, you know, financially, you know, a lot of times people, that's a reason why sometimes people do get married for financial reasons. And sometimes that is a reason to not get married, to hold on to your money. Not to mention a lot of men fear divorce and being taken to the cleaners and getting taken for half of everything they own. Now, they probably deserve to have half of everything they own be taken away. But that's a, another topic for another day. Um, last, but certainly not least, I also wanted to talk about one more topic. And this is questions to ask yourself before getting engaged that I think are very legit. The first one is, do you handle conflict well? Let me tell you, so many times people fall in love and they're in this you know, honeymoon phase and goo goo gaga over the person and you idolize the person and you just see the best in them, you know, because that's, you know, all these chemicals, oxytocin and, you know, endorphins being released and dopamine and all these different hormonal things are going on that make you crazy and not realistic, you know, um, Let me tell you, though, it depends on how you were raised as well. Like, my mother and father have been married for over 50-some years. And she taught me from a very young age, like, you can do bad by yourself, Janae. So in my mind, I was never going to marry some broke joke, okay, joker. Now, don't get me wrong, I married at a very young age, so it's not like he had any money. He didn't, right? But I knew that he was going to be somebody. And you have to really be real with yourself when you're getting into any relationship, particularly if you wanted to end in marriage. You have to be real and you have to have real conversations and communicate about things that are important to you. So for me as a tourist... Financial security is important to me. That doesn't mean that I can't take care of myself because I certainly can. I have always had a strong work ethic. I have always had several jobs, even in high school when I didn't have to, I just did. And to me, making sure that I'm going to be able to live a life like my parents afforded me was important to me. And those are things that you have to talk about, making sure people have good credit, Making sure, how are you going to take care of the kids? Am I going to be a stay-at-home mom? Am I going to be able to have the opportunity to do that? Those are some of mine, but getting back on track to what Google has, it says, do you handle conflict well? A very important question to ask. The sex question, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they want to have sex, but they don't want to talk about sex. And some people are into some weird shit, y'all. So, you know, you might want to find that out. You <laughs> know, They might have some strange expectations on that. Um, how about do we handle finances efficiently? If you're with someone who is fiscally irresponsible To me, that is the number one thing besides infidelity that can lead to divorce. You have to make sure somebody knows I can hold you down. We're going to be good. We're going to be all right. And last but certainly not least, the most important question is, is marriage even necessary? There are so many people who are choosing to just make a lifelong commitment. Do we have to involve the state in order to be married? Take some time to think about how you view marriage as an institution and what your values are around it. Why is marriage, as opposed to a long-term commitment, so different? So at the end of the day, you have to determine for yourself. You know, you don't want your family, your friends, any societal pressures pressuring you into marriage. That is a personal decision that you have to come up with yourself. You know, there's not a perfect age. There is not a perfect person out there. Nothing on this earth is perfect. You know, everything worth having is worth working hard for. So why did I get married? I got married because I found the love of my life at a very young age. And I knew he was the one very early on. He also told me the same thing. Now, is it necessary that we got married young like we did? It wasn't. Was that a challenge? Yes, it was. But for me, it was important to get married um, in the eyes of God. It was important for my parents um, as well, that we followed that, you know, traditional way of getting married. And I don't regret that. I really don't for my children's sake. I think that the sanctity of marriage is an important thing. And I think these days marriage is getting broken down in so many different ways and people aren't valuing it. So I hope the takeaway from this episode is not to not get married. It's to just understand the severity, to understand the commitment, to understand that it is not something that you should enter lightly. And most importantly, it is not something that you should be pressured into. Um, Last but certainly not least, self-love is the most important thing. And so before you get married, making sure that you're not broken, making sure that you try your best to heal those childhood traumas and wounds that you have so you don't bring that into your marriage. So if that means having premarital counseling, going to a therapist, coming to somebody like me, a certified relationship life coach, then you do that. But make sure that self-love is the most important love in your life besides God. So that's it for this week's episode. Take care, signing off for good, your writer and your life coach, Janae Frank. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode, Why Did I Get Married Too? And also thank you for helping me celebrate today three years of being out there on the airways all over the world with Speaking Frankly podcast. I could not have done it without listening and supporting me throughout the seasons. I cannot thank you enough. If you want to learn more about Speaking Frankly, the blog, the podcast, the business, then check me out on my website at www.janaefrank.com where I write about love like pain and everything in between. I cannot believe that it has been three years in the making. It has just been incredible to get out, what I want to talk about. It's been cathartic. It has been just an amazing experience. And I hope that I was able to somehow make you laugh, educate, entertain, enlighten, inform, and most importantly, inspire. So signing off for good, your girl, Janae Frank. Take care.